0: Host of Locked on Rays, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked on Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, and online at fanstreamsports.com and the Fanstream Sports app. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked on Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays. Today's episode of Locked on Rays is brought to you by Built Bar. Promo code Locked On gets you $10 off your first box at BiltBar.com. Well, Ulysses, we know that the MLB and the MLBPA are still miles apart, it seems, from uh, getting a deal done on money and health and safety, and still a long way to go as far as all that is concerned. But if there is a season... It is worth mentioning and worth bringing up, and this has been talked about before uh, throughout the interweb, if you will, that say there is an 82-game season, or say it's it's a 70-game season, whatever it is, it's going to be a condensed season if there is a season this year. And with the new rules changes and everything in place with social distancing and all the measures that would be taken for a 2020 year, would there and should there be an asterisk on whoever wins the World Series?
1: Uh, my quick answer for that would be no. I agree. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, Jason Stark of The Athletic had a great, great article about it. And, you know, he mentioned the 1981 season. Now, we were not even thought about in 1981 uh, to be on this earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, we, did, we had to do a little big, a bit of uh, research here. But that season was interrupted by a player strike in the middle of the summer. So that season had to be played in two halves. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the team that won, the Dodgers, they raised that banner like with, with no asterisk. The MLB itself has no asterisk whatsoever uh, in any of their records. Uh, the last one was on Roger Maris's 61, which was a total blasphemy that he never got to see his 61 without it. I uh, yeah no I, I don't mm-hmm. think this the, the, the sport merits that on on the other on the other side, I understand that it's different but right. uh, uh, you know <laughs> different doesn't mean <laughs> illegitimate though exactly exactly It doesn't mean illegitimate and in, in, in any case, you can make the, the the argument that what these players are going to have to overcome in 2020, in order to actually be the last team standing, uh, it's going to be more uh, obstacles than ever before.
0: Yeah. I mean, you could almost make the argument that this may be a tougher season than in years past. You're going to have more playoff teams. Um, You're going to have the possibility. Yeah. Less off days, the possibility of more Cinderella's really, this should be a Testament of how organized your organization is and how much depth your organization has and how it can handle crisis management and getting guys to work together and learn to follow the rules and, and, and be able to play on short rest and recovery and just everything that goes into what's going to happen this year is definitely a skill and a, and a testament to whoever wins the world series. If a season is played also um, I don't see any asterisks on the Red Sox or the Astros for winning the world series in recent years. If you're not putting one on those two teams, you're not putting one on the 2020 season. I'm sorry.
1: Uh 189 percent agree with you. I mean, if teams that cheated get to put a banner up and 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 not put an asterisk on on, on their season, why should a team that out of their control had mm-hmm. to play in these situation in this in the situation um, with all these new hindrances in front of them, and then they win now, it, it means any less? Yeah, because and, because I mean,
0: no. How no far are you going to go with it? The team that, that uh, wins the World Series out of the wild card, do you put an asterisk on them? Do right. you put an asterisk on the Nationals from last season because they started the season off slow and they, they came out of the wild card? Like, it, or go back to, for example, I mean, 2006, the Cardinals won the World Series after winning 83 games in the regular season. Like, how far exactly. do you want to go with this?
1: And look, I think the championship is a little bit different than maybe, uh, to single-season records. Mm-hmm. For example, it, the article, the Starks article also mentioned, what if somebody hits 400? Which is yes. not unheard of for a player to hit 400 in,
0: in an 80-game stretch.
1: Joey Votto did it in 2016. Yeah. In Heck, Matt 80, Joyce 80, would bet in
0: 370 for a while. If Matt Joyce get No disrespect to Matty Joyce, but if that guy can hit 370 for a period of time, think about what... Some of the, the top hitters in baseball can do. He called them freaks. Imagine a freak like Mike Trout in just an 80 game
1: span. Mm-hmm. Imagine a freak like you know Bryce Harper and, and all these guys. I mean, there is a chance with a shortened season to be able to put some numbers that could break some, some, some records that are baseball lore now, right. Do you put an asterisk on those, on those single season records? I do not. I don't know yes. how you stand, but I would still not put an asterisk.
0: Again, if you're not going to put it on steroids and things like that, then you, you got to leave it be. You just have to maybe add into the history books, hey, this was a shortened season. But I don't think you put an asterisk on anything, really. I mean, it, it does make it more of an interesting argument. But whatever. whoever does great things in this season, I think, is is amazing for what they're having to overcome right now i mean i I think it would just be an accomplishment for a pitcher to stay healthy throughout a full season with stopping and starting stopping starting back we don't know when we're gonna start if we're going to start like everything that like if your team is able to stay relatively healthy like that should be an accomplishment in and of itself for this year
1: yeah i i i completely agree i don't think you put a an asterisk now um for the people that this would bother them like you know let's say joey Votto. Uh, you know what? Let's let's make it a hometown kid. Let's say Austin Meadows hits four ten, breaks yeah. Teddy Ball Games uh, four oh seven uh, record. Right mm-hmm. now, there's no asterisk. Do you think that the people that care, the fans that care, the MLB that cares, is not going to always? Say after, who holds the season record for uh, the highest batting average? And the answer will be Austin Meadows from the Tampa Bay Rays in the 2020 season. Mm -hmm. If if you think that they're not going to immediately revert back to, but Ted Williams, you know, and and then finish that sentence... Then, then you don't know what MLB is about with the records. It's very important to right. hold a history up in, 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 in a pedestal, which is okay. It's fine. I mean, we all love it. Uh, but let's, let's remind ourselves, just because records are going to be broken, it doesn't mean that you just completely forget about the past. If somebody breaks a single-season record in 2020, they will always, the second sentence will be, but remember this,
0: comma, Mm-hmm. Punto. right and and that's important to do for sure and and kind of going back to you know whoever if a season is played of course and whoever wins the world series um i mean you, you might as well put an asterisk on whoever wins uh the stanley cup whoever wins the super bowl whoever wins the national championship in college football whoever wins uh the title in the nba because I mean, playing without fans, home field advantage taken away to some extent. I mean, if, if the Rays somehow were able to pull this thing out and win a World Series, especially the fact that their uh, cross-division opponents will be from the NL East, I mean, that's huge right. right there. That That's a big, big accomplishment for sure. They'll
1: be facing the the World Series returning champs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, let's remind that. But, no, uh, I, I really – the asterisk thing is yeah. not for me uh, – and, and the people that always think, oh, well, you know, you have to remember 2020. You have to remember 2020. Anybody that has a, a sense of consciousness, of self-awareness right mm-hmm. now in, in the world today will always remember 2020. Because right. I don't think that anybody has ever just worn a face mask because they needed to buy turkey. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and deli meat. All right, so uh, you're going to remember 2020. Now, the people in 2050 that didn't need 20 uh, that, that didn't know about 2020 and the face mask and everything, they'll probably learn it in social studies. They'll probably learn it in in, in, in their classroom. Mm-hmm. 2020 is not going away. COVID 19 is and, and and will be a very big. Not only footnote, but a very big paragraph or a chapter in, in, in a science book, in a history book one day.
0: You know what would be interesting, though? I will say that maybe what could make things a little less legitimate for a World Series winner, especially if it's like a team that you absolutely didn't expect to win, is if, say, a deal is made between MLB and the PA and they they get things rolling. And we know about this initial proposal that major cuts would be hit to the top stars in the game, the top earners of the game, the, the Mike Trouts, the Garrett Coles, Justin Verlanders, guys like that. It would be really interesting to see how the narrative would change if there was kind of a, a mass boycott of those stars. In other words, like, Mike Trout, I'm I'm not playing this season. Or you, you have a situation where, like on the Yankees, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Garrett Cole, all those guys don't pl- don't play the 2020 year, or uh, I, or, I, or I, like I on agree. the Astros with the you know Justin Verlander, Zach Greinke, Alex Bregman, we're, we're not just we're just gonna sit out this year. We'll we'll come back in 2021 when things hopefully get back to normal. See you later. Whoever wins wins. Maybe Maybe. I mean the yeah. first one, uh, you know,
1: if they don't play. Uh, I doubt that just uh, everybody doesn't want to play. Right. What if Mike Trout gets hurt for, you know, three months in another season? Is the championship diluted because Mike Trout wasn't in the picture? That's true. I mean, these guys get injured all the time. Now, yes, it would be a a lot of players maybe uh, of that caliber that are suddenly missing. Well, Mm. yeah, that that would maybe dilute it. But, I mean, I don't think that a surprise team – would dilute the meaning because, I mean, I think wa- the Washington Nationals uh, were right. a pretty dark horse going, you know, what, sixty and 32 in the first? Yeah, whatever games. it was.
0: I think it's yeah. one of those things where it would, like, you would start to feel it maybe if, like, on the Dodgers, if, like, Cody Bellinger, Clayton Kershaw, Mookie Betts, and David Price were just like, hey, we're, like, their top guy, like, four or five guys were to sit out as opposed to, like, say on the Rays, Blake Snell sits out. okay uh angels mike like if you just have like kind of a, Two a, a or smatter three here or there it. yeah but not just like a mass like 10 guys on a certain team are like yeah we're you not know, playing this year you know who i would
1: actually put in that uh uh basket of not playing before just you know picking the top earners like which Snow? you know could be no <laughs> um it would be the guys like mookie betts free agency bound uh-huh. guys why am I going to play an 80-game shortened season when I'm about to get my money? Mm-hmm. I get, sure. Then again, you could say, well, maybe because you're not about to get money because MLB owners are acting like they are unemployed.
0: I, I will say, though, you know it would be funny? Is like if this actually did happen, this this could really benefit the race because they don't have a lot of those top-flight earners, for sure. you got a lot mm-hmm. of guys that are on the lower end of that under million dollar spectrum where they would still be getting paid uh, i mean uh, more of their salary compared to those higher earner guys those top earner guys and that would be like the rays would just mow through the competition at that point i feel like
1: and and we've always talked about this since the end of 2019 of the 2019 season this team is stacked through the 40 men I mean, I would put up the 40 man talent with a lot of other clubs and feel pretty, pretty confident. Because, like, yeah, there's no Stanton. There's mm-hmm. no, you know, there's no big name. There's no Mookie Betts in, in, in the Tampa Bay Rays uh, uh, roster. But, I mean, from number six to 40, the talent is right up there. So you don't yeah. lose any type of production whatsoever. I, I'd like to
0: see other teams try to do that. Yes. And let's just hope Boston Meadows keeps showing up to those voluntary workouts. Trim those pounds, buddy. Trim those Ooh, pounds. Calling him out, man. Ta- take a lesson from Kevin Kiermeyer. Kevin Kiermeyer showed up to uh, today's voluntary workout and, and looked very, very in shape. Looked like he hasn't missed a beat. Air wow. Kiermeyer, as we're yeah, as we're going exactly. with now. Uh, okay. Uh, the, the Locked On Podcast Network is doing like a network-wide time machine deal. And we've kind of done some creative segments like this in the past, but... We're going back to a previous decade. We're going back, actually, to 1998, the Rays inaugural season. We'll, we'll kind of dive into the nuts and bolts of that season, the 98 MLB season, and have a little bit of fun with that. We'll talk more about it coming up next. Well, Ulysses, I understand you had a early morning workout, super early morning, 5 a.m. I'll tell you what could have helped you out a little bit. A built what? bar, right? <sighs>
1: You're right. A built bar would wake you up, uh, for those early morning workouts. You know, you got to work out from home, you know, you got to change your thing. So I'm trying to do early morning workouts
0: now. Hey, it's a good idea. And built bar is the, the perfect accommodation for your workout. I mean, you, you need a, you need a great pair of shoes. You need some free weights, yep. need some, maybe some stretch bands, uh, uh a little mat on the floor.
1: Oh yeah, you gotta have that yoga mat. Yeah, you
0: need you need all those tools, and Built Bar is another one of those tools. And here's why: low calorie, high protein, low sugar, no crazy additives. In fact, if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it has half the calories, seven times carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. Um, here's the thing that I found uh, in trying pretty much all the Built Bar flavors at this point: you don't have that like lethargic feeling after uh you eat it it's like oh, it's no. not you it, don't have that sugar that crash day. sugar rush oh no you're ready for that day you have that sustained energy and and we implore you we we highly recommend you go out and purchase some some built bars of your own and you don't have to be like a workout champion here you don't have to be a superstar olympic athlete this this is for the everyday folk we're, we're helping you out here and they're they're pretty darn tasty too so go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and then I'll get you $10 off your first box at BuiltBar.com. Also, follow them on Instagram at I'm Built and on Twitter at Bar underscore Built. This podcast is sponsored by the audiobook edition of 24 Life Stories and Lessons from the Say Hey Kid In this reflective and inspirational memoir, the legendary Willie Mays shares the inspirations and influences responsible for guiding him on and off the field. Widely regarded as the greatest all-around player in baseball history, the beloved Willie Mays offers people of all ages his lifetime of experience meeting challenges with positivity, integrity, and triumph. This special audiobook production includes a forward read by Bob Costas and a bonus conversation with Willie Mays and his co-author, John Shea. So whether you miss seeing your favorite players on the field this season or are looking for the perfect Father's Day gift, 24 is the inspiring story of one of sports fans' favorite living legends. Buy the audiobook edition of 24 now, wherever audiobooks are sold. Okay, Ulysses... Let's go ahead and step into our time machine. Beep, pop, boop, boop. Back in 1998. (laughs) How about it? Love it. We've got Blockbuster going, VHSs, Saving Private Ryan. Oh, yeah. Bill Clinton getting impeached. we got a lot of things going on in 1998. (laughs) We also had quite an interesting baseball season as well, including the inaugural season of the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. It wasn't so hot of a year on the field for them, but it was still a special moment, nonetheless. Right. What did they go? At? They they won sixty three games, if I recall, just sixty three. So games. just under the one hundred uh, losses uh, for that year. Yeah, yeah, not too hot. Now, was this the year that was this the year of your first Rays game, first game going I, to the trop, or first game becoming a, or first time becoming a baseball fan?
1: No, the, I was a, an avid avid baseball fan already. OK. Um, but it was my first time in a major league baseball stadium. OK. And we uh, we saw the Devil Rays face the Minnesota Twins uh, set up in uh, uh, the 300 level. And we were like right uh, on top of uh, the, the, the home plate to the, to, to the left hand side of it. And uh, it was awesome and it was really, really cool. Um, it, it was just like being in a movie for a seven-year-old kid. Uh, but I, I did tell my my, my dad I still like more the atmosphere back in Venezuela.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Now, uh, do you remember like what month this was?
1: Oh, it must have been must have been like in June, probably. Okay. It was a June game against uh, June or July. It was in the, in the middle of, of the summer,
0: so the crowds probably teetered out a little bit. It wasn't quite the Perhaps. opening day kick. First month kick. Although attendance that year was huge
1: for the Devil
0: Rays, I will say. Now I feel like we've got to go back. Do your parents have a photo of this game of this moment? I feel like that's oh man, they probably
1: do actually. Yeah, in a
0: photo album somewhere. That might be something to post on our social media pages if if they're able to ruffle up a photo. If only we had iPhones back then. I know what a shame. What a we had, shame,
1: but we just had a Blockbuster instead.
0: Yeah, we had Windows 98, and those, it was actually like the first year the iMac came out, and those oh were the huge gosh, really? iMacs. Yeah. Oof. It was like the size of a cardboard box. <laughs> my grandmother actually had one, and they were like the different colors and everything. Like they had, and it had the
1: apple black. with the rainbow colors and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, um, So I was doing some research on this year with the Devil Rays. Of course, yeah. 63 and 99. Not not so hot. Um, But I looked up the top five war leaders for the Devil Rays. Okay. Do you want to try to guess them, or you just want me to give them to you?
1: I'm going to guess three. McGriff, Boggs, and Cairo.
0: Good guesses. You've got McGriff. He was number four. Cairo was number two. Rolando arroyo i hope i'm saying that correctly yeah he was number one so cairo two three tony saunders yeah roberto hernandez no he was not in the top five number five was maybe the most um nor like the most boring name of all time bob smith somebody (laughs) named bob smith who i had no idea until today play it on the devil rays but i guess for that first season there was okay. What's so funny about this inaugural season for the race. So Fred McGriff actually led the team in home runs with 19. Right. And this was the, this was like when the steroid era was popping off. Oh. I mean, you had well, Sosa and, and your team leader had 19. That
1: was it. Well, yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I did the opposite of you. I, I, I was like, you know what? The devil race history pretty much know what happened. 98. Um, no bueno, uh, but around the league, dude, 98 was insane. I mean it's the first it season crazy. I actually do remember following and it, it was mainly because of the home run chase. So obviously the Sosa and Maguire had – dude, do you know how many home runs Sosa hit in a month in June to be specific? Was it 20? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I remember 20 20 he had a huge home month. home runs. I mean, that is ridiculous. And he never actually let the home run
0: chase until September. Yeah, that's when he really started to kind of turn things on. Because I know in the beginning of the season, it was sort of between McGuire and Griffey, and Griffey sort right. of fell off a little bit. So it kind of was... Um, and Griffey felt I think, had like 56 home runs. Yeah, 56. And there were actually four guys who hit 50 that year, at least 50. Maguire, of course, Sosa, Griffey, and then... Future Ray, Devil Ray, Greg Vaughn.
1: Wow. He hit 50 yeah.
0: with, I think, the Padres that year. Um, but, of course, it was a battle of the forearms between Maguire and Sosa. Who had the bigger <laughs> forearms? Who had the bigger head? That, that was the thing to measure for sure. It, but, it, yeah. It, it, in, 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 in September, they went off, man. I mean, they had just two
1: homer games all the time. Sosa finally passes them in the last week in September. And then Maguire just goes back-to-back days with two home runs each. So Sosa State at 66, Maguire gets to 70. Unbelievable. And
0: that was a year, I think, when baseball probably was at peak interest or close to peak interest as could be. Um mm-hmm. between the the home run chase and everything like that. And what was funny is that, of course, you know, the Big Bad Yankees won the World Series. Right. They had won 114 regular season games and their 125 wins combined is still an MLB record. And nice. what I remember about the Yankees is like, yeah, there were a lot of good players, but it wasn't like a team. They, they weren't necessarily like big boppers. There weren't like a ton of guys that were hitting 30, 40 home runs. It was just like everybody was contr- like Chuck Knobloch, Derek Jeter, uh, Scott Brocious. Uh, like Williams. Yeah, yeah, all those guys just pitched in, and of course pitching as well um it was just like like i look back at that year and that was really kind of the first time that i started to really like i was playing t-ball and, and started to get into little league but i i do remember like i still can vividly remember like the sports illustrated cover of mcguire yeah. and sosa and the home run chase and that that kind of reeled me in as a baseball fan going forward um you know the other I love thing sammy
1: sosa's uh little Hand sign, uh, yeah. hand sign that he with the kisses and the and the peace sign, dude. I used to love doing yes. that as a kid, man. I mean, it,
0: it, they knew. See, ninety eight, they knew how to market it. That, they that, knew how to yeah. market ninety eight. Yeah, why can't you market baseball today? There, there's marketable stars out there. You just can't. I don't know. They just can't figure it out. Come on, Rod Manfred, hire hire a PR firm or
1: something. I'm I'm, I'm
0: sick of Manfred. Keep going. Yeah, Manfred's really kind of. Piece of work there. Uh yeah, Sammy Sosa, that was like that was like my guy. I I started watching a lot more Cubs games because you had WGN. Yeah. I believe the Cubs games were on there. Like, and this was this was the era of game of the week on Fox. Like every time <laughs> yeah. I, I want to see Sosa, I want to see McGuire. I want to see Barry Bonds. I want to see like you would just like I can't wait till it's Saturday at 1 PM and I can I can yeah. turn on the TV and uh and watch the games. And I guess this week in baseball would have been a half hour beforehand and whatnot. Right. So, um yeah, it was just and what's funny, not just like the home run chase, but there were a lot of other things about that year too. I mean, of course, it was the expansion year. It was the Devil Rays and the Arizona right. Diamondbacks coming into existence. Also, so the Florida Marlins, here's a fun fact for you. They had won the World Series the prior year in 97. And then they go from that to actually they were worse than the Devil Rays that year. 54 in 108, I think it's the first time that's ever happened where a team won the World Series, then lost more than 100 games the next season and finished last in their division.
1: I mean, it was ridiculous. And, and you know, I, I, I started kind of like studying that uh, tree. The Dodgers send Mike Piazza to the Marlins for like a week. Yeah. They, then they, the Marlins send him to the, the Mets... And, uh, ultimately when they shipped out the, the guys that they got, they, they got, I think it was Preston Wilson, one of those guys, mm-hmm. um, they get Juan Pierre back for that Oh three season. And we know how much, Juan Pierre was instrumental for that Oh three Marlins, but it all began in 98 when they had Piazza yeah. for, for
0: a few days, man, it was crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Also our buddy, our boy, Pat Burrow was drafted. <laughs> in the 1998 draft that was a huge thing um yeah. some other little bullet points uh Larry Walker we we're talking about guys batting 400 he got kind of close batted 363 that year look at that yeah look at that.
1: Uh, Cal Ripken Jr. took himself out of a game and ended his consecutive streak that happened in 98 man
0: man I need to just go back and just watch some 98 highlights and some games and, and really right? kind of dive back there must be a
1: there must be a documentary for that season. I mean Kerry Woods uh, 20 strikeout game as a rookie. that happened in 98 as well. I mean 98 is full of little nuggets, man.
0: yeah, for sure. and um, you know we mentioned that 98 I guess 98 that would have been the last year of expansion because that mm-hmm. brought it up to 30 teams. you know we 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 hear these owners crying about not having enough money and really struggling. This might be the year. The next couple of years might be ready for another wave of expansion. Add another couple you think of teams. So? You
1: think this is not going to make the owners think, well, we can't, we can't do this. We, we, we can't expand right now after this. Uh, this is going to take the expansion to 10 years now. We, well, we can't do this now. Well, think, think about
0: the fee that teams, that a new owner would have to pay to bring in a new franchise. Like, it's upwards of a billion dollars. So that's going right, right into... MLB and the other 30 owners' pockets.
1: Question, Kevin Do you think that that uh, billion dollar fee or whatever the, the amount is, is going to go to a uh, just in case something happens fund where if, uh, you know, COVID 19 strikes <laughs> again or whatever it is, that they'll use that money to pay their employees uh, with their contracts? That, That were uh, signed and and sealed and delivered and all that. Do you think that's what they're going to do with that money, Keva, or nah?
0: If I had to guess, probably not. But they should. They should. (laughs) They should use that money and think of it as a way to, okay, we're going to use a portion of this money to pay those players deferred payments with interest from what they can't make during their 2020 season. That's the way to do it, I think. I mean, I, mean, I, think,
1: I, I think that the, the, the fee, whatever it is, should be for future yes. uh,
0: pandemics
1: and all that. But I like where your head's at.
0: Uh, wait, what do you put the, the percentage at there being a baseball season as we sit today? Zero to 100.
1: 20%. 20%. I know. I've gone it's been a steep decline, buddy. 2 weeks ago, I was like at that 90%. I'm like, "Of course they're going to figure it out." After 2 weeks later, I'm no, 20%. 20%, buddy.
0: I still think both sides have way too much to lose with no baseball whatsoever. So what's your percentage? You go 20%? I'll I'll take the difference there. I'll go 80%. Wow, you are Yes. An I think there's optimist. a lot of posturing going on. We always know the first offer's crap, any position. We know it's just a crap <laughs> but, offer. But the last one wasn't even the first one. I know. It wasn't really anything at all. But I think they find a way, and who knows, I'm not even saying that I mean 82 games might be off the table. Maybe we maybe this thing prolongs and we get a 50-60 game season. And we have another conversation about the legitimacy of a world champion. But they got to get some sort of baseball on the field i don't care how they do it but they got to find a way to do it within the next couple weeks or within the the next week or two really
1: look i'll say this too if they can't make it happen you're going to see a lot of ball players uh going abroad into the caribbean leagues yeah and and other leagues around the world and getting their game on uh and getting some money uh will let taylor modder uh, mm-hmm. during the offseason, because uh, you know, maybe you know, you're gonna want to make money, you're gonna want to play baseball. And by the time that the winter leagues get started, perhaps this COVID 19 thing has kind of uh, you know, uh, reversed is, its potencies somewhat with, with, with advancements in technology or whatever, but um. I think you're going to see a lot of MLB players maybe looking uh, uh, at abroad leagues to to yeah. kind of get their money and get their training going.
0: You might also see a lot of uh, entrepreneurs uh, throughout baseball. Like, I, could you imagine Mike Trout just giving personal baseball lessons in oh LA? Like, what what some some dude will pay for a seven year old son, eight year old son to get lessons from Mike Trout? Mike Trout oh might be able gosh. to make more money. Uh, you know, from the guys on in <laughs> Silicon Valley and Hollywood, you know, right? And, so, I mean,
1: if you're Zuckerberg and you have a kid that's like seven years old and you have the money to pay for Mike Trout, heck yeah, right?
0: <laughs> or you know, just or like little like golf outing. Hey, golf with Austin Meadows for five hundred dollars, play eighteen holes, and and you know, four hours of work, Austin Meadows. Makes a pretty decent coin. There's way or go fishing with Austin Meadows. I mean, there, there's oh, things you can do. things that out. they're going to do already. This yeah. is where agents are going to have to get really creative and yes. strategic about finding ways to get their guys some money. Maybe it's more commercials and, and advertisements and, and marketing campaigns and things like that. Maybe it's thinking outside the box. Mike Trout giving lessons, Garrett Cole giving lessons, stuff like that. In times
1: of crisis, innovation must happen it has happened in every step of of, of his history really so i don't see why 2020 and COVID 19 has has to be any different innovation should happen and it will happen now how it does we don't know that yet yes. as we're in the middle of it but i i believe that it will
0: i don't know why we uh shouldn't be commissioners or co-commissioners <laughs> of mlb for a day i also don't know why we we can't be or shouldn't be Player agents for, for MLB players. I mean, we got some brilliant ideas here. I'm just saying. If there's mean, an agent that wants to reach out balling. to us. We're,
1: we're not even putting
0: pen on paper, man. Yeah. Spitballing. I mean, outfield lessons with Kevin Kiermaier. Boom. Some rich South Tampa kid, you know, paying $200 an hour to get lessons with KK. Look at that. There we right, go. And he's
1: going to go to UT already. Boom. There it is. Yeah. Uh, co- Imagine in heaven.
0: Coffee hour with Jose Martinez. I mean, just Duke. we could go on and yeah. on. I know. And I, before we spill over or, or give away, yeah, let's keep some of the secrets. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I, we're, we're gonna leave it on that note for sure. <laughs> all right, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you on Friday.